Welcome to the Wilson Show. This is Lord Extra Cooler, and welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. <laughs> right, so, uh, right, so, uh, what's in cooler? Oh, just blew my mind. <laughs> the rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Welcome to the Extra Cooler Show. Welcome back to part two of Bash at the Beach, chapter four. Guys, I just want to clarify something. I don't hate WCW. I just hate WCW in 1998. Anyway, my name is Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler. We're back. Welcome, welcome to the Extra Cooler TED Talk. Here we are. Yeah. He has a I confession just to, to make. I don't, I don't hate just WCW. Many, man, I just hate keeping, WCW. Uh, this sounds like a choker starting. We're keeping with the same energy. Here we are, back again. And, Thank and you. I'm ready. I am ready. Let's go. Hey, hey. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, as usual, you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler, and uh, we are pre-recording this episode, so hop into Discord, and let's talk all things going on in wrestling right now. So um, the results of this will be posted on RajaWF.com tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is taped. Pre-taped. Spoilers. Um, so we've got, we've got a lot of fun stuff, if you can call it that, to cover in part two. Um, but before we do, Matt has some housekeeping. So I'll let you take it away, sir. So I did some quick Googling in between as we are uh, recording these back-to-back, like we have given you a peek behind the curtain. And then the Chavo Guerrero music from part one was not a WWE replacement, that classic move that WWE has to take out music for. But this was actually his very generic-sounding second theme from WCW of three. So he actually had three WCW theme songs, this being the second. So no, what they played at Bash at the Beach 1998 was not a replacement and was his actual theme. Uh, As Mike just told us seconds ago, uh, shortly before he teamed up with Pepe and uh, had a horse on a stick. (laughs) Yes, Pepe was a horse on a stick and Chavo rode him down the aisle. I believe it's called a riding horse, right? It was like a toy. A riding horse? A hor- not a horse on a stick. Yeah. That, yeah. that implies like the, a horse on a stick. This was like a, the yeah. head, you know, you ride it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Judy Bagwell on a pole. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can play it's the music? No, I did not play. I do. I <laughs> oh, he was just I'm, listening I'm, to I'm, it for like five minutes before we hit record. I'm not that good. I'm not that good. As as and then you're gonna have to wait another week for me to pull the uh, Nick clip of I hate WCW. Which again, <laughs> for those that were listening, episode 110, 50 minutes and 36 seconds. Nick admitted that I hate WCW. Quote unquote. <laughs> Finally, the truth comes out. You know, <laughs> man and awesome. I'm gonna defend myself because I'm the guy that gushes over the older WCW stuff, which I really enjoy. It's this stuff that we're covering right now. That is the drizzling shits can't hard hard to argue you, you... <laughs> so anyway that's all your housekeeping right because no, that I got was one. oh you got more oh oh is it sting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sting. Yeah. one month up. later here he comes turning in his paper past the deadline bro <laughs> uh-huh. 
Alright, fine, you don't get it then. <laughs> no, give it to us. That. We want to know. It, it was, it did happen. He turned heel in Fall Brawl 1999. Uh, right. What did he do? He turned on Hogan. Oh, that's how you turn a heel? That's terrible. Yeah, well, Hogan was face. Oh, yeah. uh, like Sting was, uh, like if they didn't know uh, if they could trust Hogan. It was like Hogan was doing like all these like nice WCW, things, I guess. WCW stuff. They're doing like, how could we trust stuff? Hogan? 99. Like somebody Hogan tried doing to like. all these nice things. What is, <laughs> what? Eat your vitamins. Same prayers and eating vitamins again. And well, you know, because yeah. he was a bad guy for so long. Rubbing Okerlund's head in a fond way. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, dude, he called it. Okay, All right, what more housekeeping yes. do we have? Anybody? No, uh, did you learn German, German yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah somebody German did. Yet. Did we learn German? No. Because I was going to say, Matt, you, you had a nice uh, unintentional segue talking about the music because we kicked things off oh, and uh, oh, talking no. about bogus music. We kicked things oh. off with the 115 mark of Bash no. of the Beach 1998, and it is Chris Break Jericho coming there. out. And break the walls down, plays, and this just like infuriates me. It, yeah, it's oh, yeah. very jarring. It pisses me off. It's just not what I want to see. Like I don't understand I why they had even to do flow this. rip off. Yeah, it, I I don't know. It's just it's not cool. They already you know um, early in the night, Raven did his move, the even flow DVD. So I can't just play the music. You already rip, they right. couldn't rip off Pearl Jam twice in one night. I guess uh, cross the line. But like, and they have to rip off Nirvana later on with uh, DDP, but that's uh, buried. You know what's in the funny league. is those songs aren't actually the songs either. They're like right. literal ripoffs, and like yes. someone <laughs> probably just yeah. sued those. Maybe it's not WWE's fault. You know, like maybe those things got wiped off the map a long time ago. I don't know. It's not cool. You can't tell me you can't like pay a few extra bucks out of your your billion dollar pocket and. I don't know, make it right, especially for like a guy like Jericho, unless if they have the mindset of like, you got to do it for everybody, do it for one, you got to do it for all. But like Jericho, man, he's got some, so much classic content on WCW that like, I don't even want to start watching. Yeah. Like, I don't care about Chavo. You're right. Anyway, Jericho, he overcomes because this is a five can Jericho segment, I think. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, no, okay. So Jericho comes out. They shoot to a package right away, which showcases the rivalry between D- Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho. Um, Mo- Jericho cost Malenko a match on Nitro, uh, which led to J.J. Dillon coming out telling both of them that they can't have any contact until their match that's supposed to happen at Bash in the Beach. Um, and Jericho basically... Before that, eggs Malenko on, teasing him about his family. Uh, Malenko snaps, beats up Jericho on multiple occasions, and now Malenko has been yeah, banned. Well, Jericho insinuates that because his him and his brother look uh, Malenko look nothing alike, right. that the dad was you know fooling around or whatever like that. <laughs> Malenko just snaps. It's fun. It's like a good it little. Is. It's a good promo. It's the best promo I think of the night because usually these things are lackluster. The WCW oh. world. Oh, it, the video packages, especially. Yeah, this is a good. One. This is fun. It really it's, is because it's Chris Jericho. Right. So Jericho is the the WCW cruiserweight champion at the time, um, and he's out there and he's about to he he's looking to claim a victory since Malenko hit him. Um, well, what's he, he gr- wearing? He's got a top hat and he's got a little stick. Is it cane? Oh what is that thing? It's yes, a cane. Yeah, yeah, he's going to do a, he's gonna do a, a soft shoe. Soft shoe. This is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> this is the predecessor to the MJF like 
Broadway uh, ripoff that they did, right? Like he had this idea back in 1998. But I have to, I have to pause this podcast for a second and rewind. At the end of episode 110, I let it slide. Nick, you said bash. In yeah, the I beach. know. I said it today. All right, and you said it again right now. And I, bash <laughs> in the beach is is incorrect, sir. I didn't say bash in. I said and. You said in. I slipped and. Oh, and it sounded like you said right. bash in the beach. And I'm like, yeah. what? The, what does what it matter? Stupid pay per view. All right, it's a stupid yes. pay per view. You know he, that's like he's like the hitman. This is like his yes. version of yeah. the, the Summer right? Slam. The Summer the Slam. Summer slam. Yeah. The yeah. Summer Slam, brother. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, can't yeah, wait bash, for a 4K rating bash, for Carl Malone, all right? Back to the soft Cannot shoe. Cannot wait, though. <laughs> Cannot wait. Soft shoe. Action. Yeah, that Back is so funny. It. He, like, is about to go into, like, step one of the routine, too. He does, like, one step, and then he gets cut off by J.J. Dillon, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can picture that step, too. Yes, it's so – it's it is classic. Brilliant. It's so good. It's so funny, I think. This is my favorite Jericho, hands down. This is what – the only reason, honestly, that I tuned into WCW was to see what Chris Jericho was doing because I thought he was easily the funniest. And I don't yeah. think he's ever – Seriously. I think this is the, the, the best he's ever been, honestly, at least from a microphone standpoint. From a wit opinion. perspective, yes. Oh, I completely agree. From a wit perspective. And, and I talked about it in episode 110. Like the, my, my America Online promo battle fantasy league was Jericho and and Raven. So these were my guys. And this was exactly why. Because he never ever. And uh, I just – I loved it. I loved it. He calls J.J. Dillon JoJo. Oh, I yes, love that's it. what I was going to get to. And by the way, that's not a cane. I don't know if that's you could consider that thing a cane. It's like a no, – magicians. Like yeah. It's a tap dance thing. It's like right. a, little, a baton. No, it's a cane. It's called a cane. Like Dumb and Dumber. Like they had the blue, the blue and orange tux with top hat and cane. It's right. like what you do. Yeah. Episode two hundred. We'll do a soft shoe routine. Yeah. Put on YouTube. Is it really we'll called it. a cane? I'm gonna go with a it's baton. It's called a cane. Yeah. It's called a cane. I, I get what you're saying. Opportunity. This does look like a giant uh, magic wand. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's. <laughs> It's a soft shoe routine, you know. Yeah. If you, if you have to hit if, pause and, and go find this out. You, go, you guys go. It's going to be more interesting than uh, – you know what? I'll go do that when you guys cover the last few matches. Yeah, housekeeping, soft shoe. Look it up. Do it. Give us a five-page report. Tell no, I'm not doing that. Dissertation? <laughs> Dissert- dissertation. That that was what I expected at a Mikey work rate in 110, and he let us down. So now it's Nick's turn. <laughs> Anywho. So, <laughs> JoJo uh, is out there, and uh, he's confronting – Jericho and he's surprised how many fans uh, Jericho has and that the fans are disappointed because they want to see Jericho defend the title. J.J. Uh, Dillon says he's been trying to find an opponent that, and he finally found someone locally. Jericho says, uh, oh, an independent jabroni? <laughs> and Dillon adds, this guy's wrestled in six, hasn't wrestled in six months. And uh, Jericho's like, all right, all right, I'll fight this guy as long as it's no DQ. J.J. Dillon agrees, and it seems like out of nowhere we have... As long as it's a title match. Yeah, as long as it's a title match. And uh, we get Ray's music, and Ray's music hits. And it pissed me off. I'll teach this jobber a thing or two. (laughs) Chris Jericho equals by Ray. Yeah, that's great. That's like probably the first time someone ever said that, I think. If I had to guess. We get there's, a, uh, there's also a Stinko Malenko in there. Yes, <laughs> it's like such childish like jabs, but oh, it's it works so, good. so well. It's so good. 
Bringing um, his chopper right now. <laughs> I was very disappointed, though, like the piss poor camera work. We get Jericho's music. I wanted, like, I, I'm yeah, sorry, actually. we get Ray's music, and I wanted to see Jericho's reaction in yeah. the middle of the ring, and they, like, completely missed the entire thing. This um, company has so much money. How could they not yeah. figure out how to hire a good producer? Some, uh, a good, you know, right. uh, their own uh, Jim Jones. Uh, <laughs> Jim Jones. Sorry, that's a callback to episode 72. Yeah, then maybe we wouldn't have to listen to Walls of Jericho. Joe Johnston, I got it, I know. <laughs> Joe Johnston. Ray Mysterio's been off TV for the last couple months, and he looks he looks incredible. Yeah. This, to me, might be his best gear. Like, the color scheme is incredible. It's perfect for Bash and the Beach. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Tanae is having, like, an orgasm over his physique. Yeah, he looks great, man. It's probably the best that Rey Mysterio has ever looked. Probably. Um, yeah, he's just really tan, I think, honestly. No, he's, he's more he's, jacked. He's, he's, yeah. Got, yeah. Right, he's definitely gotten jacked. Like, in the newsletter, Meltzer talks about how it's, like, all for nothing because he's so small that no matter how jacked he gets, he's still going to look small. And I right. thought it was, like, a nice big old dig at uh, Rey Mysterio here. He, uh, he's got the big knee brace on. He's got, like, this neon green and, and neon red gear on and it's uh, it's incredible uh jericho works the the knee to start off and then really quick the action heads outside the ring um into the sandbox yeah into the sandbox up the ramp which uh we we spoke about a little bit how the entrance for bash at the beach is just is awesome it's It's so good if you played wcw nwo revenge and chose bash at the beach that's exactly this setup yes it's got it's it, loaded with sand imagine like a truck coming in there just to dump a ton of sand someone built that pyramid too there's like a pyramid right of sand. it's like a nice sand castle what is that skull logo on it i don't really understand that thing i don't know if you caught Take that it stone cold no <laughs> no way anyway uh I was a little disappointed with how short they were outside the ring, uh, up the ramp. They like they go up there. Ray climbs the uh, lifeguard ladder, and hits a move off there. Jericho's covered in sand, which flying is... hurricane Rana yeah. into the into the pyramid. Into the pyramid. It's yeah. like uh, Ray kind of like power bombs himself though, like into the sand. Yeah, exactly. So we're the... yeah. There's they like I said we're so we're back in the ring right and uh, Jericho hits Mysterio off the top rope with a power slam it's absolutely incredible um, he goes outside brings a chair into the ring he wraps it around Mysterio's knee he's working that he's coming off the top rope comes up empty doesn't hit the move um, Mysterio picks up the chair hits Jericho with it and Mysterio hits a face buster comes off the rope with springboard. And Jericho catches him and tries to get him in the lion tamer. Uh, to me, just like the way these two work together was, it was awesome. Like I wanted more of this on this card uh, in, was, in the beginning and afterwards. That was exactly what I wrote down. And in my rating, I gave my rating, which we'll get to in a minute. And I all I wrote was I wanted more. Like this, this match got six minutes. Six minutes. Yeah. And they did so much in six minutes. It didn't feel like it was it was that short. But it like at the end of it, you get 
you just get i felt empty like i felt like i wanted more of this and maybe yes. this was you know where chavo's head shaving took uh, uh took some time away oh, from yeah. him. i think it was the knee i think it was mysterio's knee i think they were just like uh, being very fair, cautious with fair. his injury this is like yeah test it out get out there try it out see if right hey okay. don't go too long yeah, yeah that's my bummer, assumption man. that's the way i kind of took things from this match um but still that doesn't mean i didn't want more yeah, so the end, Stinko Malenko comes out, right? And, yep. you know, um, Jericho's trying to get him in the Lion Tamer. And as Malenko's, like, coming down to the ring, Mysterio just kind of turns the Lion Tamer into, like, a sunset flip, like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. One, two, three. Rolls him up. But it was, it was, grr, it was, grr, it was great, but. I felt like the timing was off there. Like Malenko is not even down to the ring yet. Right. So, yeah, like, that's a good point. A he was still far really up the point. ramp. Yeah, man. And then Malenko is chasing Jericho immediately after the match. Like he's just yep. getting out of town. He goes into the back where uh, good old Uncle Arn, Arn Anderson, <laughs> is there to slow Jericho down enough for Malenko to catch him from behind and start attacking him. Uh, man. Like I said, I want I I gave this three cans in the cooler because I enjoyed all six minutes of it and I wanted more. Uh, yeah, I just it was too short for me, and it, it the 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 finish was a little disjointed, like Mike just said. Uh, I felt like it could have been executed a little bit better, and that's where that's where it only got three as opposed to higher, which you know for me as a Jerichoholic, I would have loved to give it more. To yeah, me, it's yeah. it's it's wild that these two guys are still going in 2023, right. and this is 25 years later, oh and they're God. still putting out like really good stuff. Both especially Mysterio, yeah. like uh, Jericho is kind of Mysterio looks really good still. Jericho is starting to look like an old man, right. uh, if you ask me. But, uh, but he's still putting yeah. out great stuff, and he can still he can still go. Um, and storyline wise, he can still carry it. But for me, this was my favorite thing on the card from top to bottom. The the whole thing with Malenko inter, interweaved into it, uh, I gave it three and a half cans in the cooler. Wow. Yeah. But again, like you said, way too short. I wanted more. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I I respect this one because I'm because I was interested in who was involved in the match too. Like 25 years later, I care about who's in the match. I didn't care about Hooventude. I didn't care about uh, Saturn (laughs) and all these guys. I I don't know. It's WWF adjacent here, so you gave it three and a half. I understand. Okay, (laughs) I wish I wish I had more time to pull the I hate WCW clip, but here we are. I'm gonna I'm gonna screenshot my my uh, our group text with how many times I've suggested WC the old WCW matches to prove my point. Okay, okay, then I'm the sure. Yep, go ahead. Put me on blast like you put me on blast for the hot dog. Yep. Children. Children. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you want to go to the hot dog? Yeah, let's go to the hot dog. So I I sent them a – I was being a troll, and I sent them a text of me eating a hot dog with ketchup on it, and that was enough to set them all off. That was disgusting. Good old extra cooler goes on to uh, Instagram and posts a – picture of uh, I meant a screenshot a of our texts yeah you should yeah. have put a poll Let's, i'll know. do it again next time i have a hot dog i'll yeah, please uh, do 
I'll send you another picture. I'll send it. I'll put it God. into the Discord, and everyone can tear us apart. And yeah, let's have some more hot dog talk. This is like <laughs> Owen Hart, like Survivor Series '93. Yeah, I, I told you in the very first second of this of this episode, I'm going to keep the same energy. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Matt Joey Chestnut would never do that. No, no chance. Oh, it, it would lubricate the eating, throat. <laughs> eating soggy. Buns. Oh God! Can someone else give a rating to this? Yeah, I'd say uh, come for the Jericho stuff in the beginning. Incredible, truly incredible. But the match itself, uh, fine. Three cans in the cooler. Yeah, I was gonna give it three and a half, but I guess three and a quarter. Um, Another thing that hurts it is Jericho. The following night on Nitro, he gets all this shit overturned, and he gets the title back. Oh. bogus yeah so Meltzer gives it 2.75 and he points out that they did not play into the fact that Jericho was the one that hurt Mysterio in the first place and that's why yeah did they they definitely did they definitely didn't make it like this blood feud of like I'm getting my revenge like I like they probably should have and then should have made a bigger deal yeah, he also writes, on television the next night, the title was given back to Jericho with the claim that since a suspended wrestler, Malenko, was at the arena and may have in some form contributed to the win, that the result of the match becomes null and void. At least it makes logical sense, Even which, he didn't. which is more than 95% of the WCW angles do. Although, if you really want some sense, then any title change due to outside interference, like every one of them in every promotion in the U.S., should also be null and void if you try to make that rule a logical conclusion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good old Uncle Dave. Uh, you know, next up, we've got something that we talked this about, is- uh, a falling flat and, and just irritating like the walls of Jericho playing looking at Bret Hart in a WCW ring is just irritating to me it's just not right it's it just does not look right but anyway we've got no it's just I don't know virus all right anyway our next match is uh the for the WCW World Television Championship it's Booker T the champion facing off against Bret Hart um I I don't know it's it's I have a hard time watching Bret Hart in WCW. Like, it's just, it's very strange to me. He's coming out to the NWO music, right? Yes. Shivani, I believe, is calling him an instigator and a master yes. of manipulation, like, <laughs> which is fine, because he's coming off of his heel run in WWE, right? Or he's WWE correct. Right. He's correct. So, well, he's yeah, in WWE right. now, so yeah. Yeah, and he's put, and then the, just hearing, seeing him come out in the music with the same exact gear, and he's got yeah. the same, like, he's got those, like, late Bret Hart shades. I don't, it's, it's jarring. It's, yeah, it's like jarring. Just, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Sorry. What are you saying back there? What are you mumbling under your breath? He's correct. This is all, <laughs> this is all correct. It all makes sense that he doesn't change his gear at all because he's been the same character for his entire career, and he's been uh, a heel his entire career. That's just Bret Hart. That's just Bret Hart. Can you just can you just talk for the next thirty minutes? I feel like you've been waiting for this for nope. hundred and some odd nope. episodes. I was actually going to say I'm going to go to sleep during this. So oh, I, what? God, so dare when you. I come when I come back, maybe it'll be over. This is not a match that you can argue with on paper, though, right? No way. Bret Hart against Booker T. Like ah, the matchup is so cool. Is this a dream match? Arguably, it right? Has like, to be. Maybe you didn't realize it at the time, but like in hindsight. It Looking is. back, it's incredible. 
Like, it's not a guy that you would have said, oh, Brett's going to WCW. I have to see him wrestle Booker T. Right. Like, it's not. But then you look back at it now, especially all the stuff that Booker T does after this. Like, it, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Booker T goes on to great stuff, obviously, and Brett is yeah near the, the end here, unfortunately. The problem that I'm witnessing in watching this event and watching Brett at this event is that WCW is really trying to piggyback off of the heel run that he had to end at WWE. And it to worked end. in WWF because it, it it was so natural and felt real. Where here it just feels like it's like manufactured and like just fake. And it's, it, it, nope. it doesn't nope. work. It's nope. it's never been more obvious than when you go back and watch something like this that WCW had no idea what they're doing when they signed the guy, right? They just wanted to take him away from yes, the WWF. Yes, 100%. Know, they have no plan for him. They're like, no, let's just take him off their board. And like maybe they, they maybe they thought it'd, be, it'd work out, but they – what? what <laughs> Like what? I don't yeah, know. I don't they get – do anything for so long. But here's something I don't understand. Like let's, let's think about it because we're going to talk about – we're going to end up talking more about Bret Hart than this actual match, probably. Like, you just pulled away, right? V- Bret's gimmick in, in WWF was that he was pissed off at the way things were going, right? He left WWF. was a gimmick, pal. N- now he's in WCW. So if his gimmick is—you're uh, going to continue his gimmick. Wouldn't smart That's, booking yeah. be that he was now happy that he's out of the hellhole that WWF is. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, he shouldn't be this angry character. Like, I I don't know. It just doesn't work. It's not a good idea. And... Or send him up against the NWO, not... Right. In the NWO. Yeah. He... I don't know. He just shouldn't be carrying the same gimmick over. The gear looks sick on him. (laughs) (laughs) Like... What's the gimmick? (laughs) (laughs) Great. Anyway, <laughs> match match was what it was. Uh, looking oh, back, at, sorry, match. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, another one that I thought was was okay. Goes about eight and a half minutes for me. Brett's like taking it to Booker like the entire time. the entire time. And end of the like, match. Booker end of the match. Get, uh, coming back. Coming back. Coming back. And Brett see the, just gets frustrated. How about the blue DX guy in the front row gives him a, like a. A oh, colossal yeah. suck it, like a really yes, good one. Yeah. We talked about people doing bad suckets. This guy, it's very graphic, almost the way yeah, he tells it. Brett's like probably like, God damn it, I can't like get away. Yeah, from can't this. get away from this. Yeah. And did you hear today mentioned Stu Hart in the dungeon at one point? He did. He did. Yeah. You uh, know, I I I always make today would die alone. You know, I was surprised when he found himself a good woman. You know. There's an expression in, in Canada uh, for someone, uh, you know, like Mike, who you think is going to die alone one day. It's that he sleeps with, you know, mannequins, you know, like, like the, the inanimate objects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still. I'm glad, I'm I'm glad Mike I woke up for, for some stew here. <laughs> Mike today is going to come get us, man. We're in trouble. <sighs> Bret Hart gets disqualified, right? He works works Booker T in the corner with his classic 97, uh, you know, figure four off the, the post while he's laying on the outside. Uh, he continues to work on, on the, the leg of Booker T. Referee's ringing the bell, trying to get him to stop. Bret's not listening, just keeps going. 
And finally, Stevie Ray walks out to the ring. Brett breaks the hold. Uh, Stevie Ray checks on Booker and helps him in the back. I thought this whole thing was really weird. Like, again, being in the dark about WW, uh, WCW at the time, were these two, like, like ready to feud, Stevie Ray and Booker T? Because he doesn't yes. come to, like, save him. That's, like, the body language you're getting, right? right? Clearly. Uh, like, he didn't Booker, run out to the ring. Booker's been on this, like, singles run. Oh, okay. That's why. That's so what Stevie's, I thought. Yeah, Stevie's, like, wants to be, like, the tag team and thinks Booker's being, like, this, like, high-flying guy now. Yeah, selfish. And shortly after this, Stevie Ray joins NWO. Okay. Um, That's what I – I thought something was going on because it's just very weird. He, like, cares about Booker but doesn't really care about him. It's <clears throat> It's super odd. I want to say quick on uh, not th- this is all pure speculation, but obviously Brett was undone by a concussion, right, from the kick by Goldberg, right? But the Booker T axe kick on the back of the head too looks yeah. like looks pretty brutal in my mind. So I don't know if it's, it's just like obviously it's not. I don't think it's ever one hit with these people like football no, players. Same be. thing, like so like. But that's what I mean. Goldberg gets so much heat, but like this guy is ticked taken a ton of punishment and it's probably just the toll of everything and it finally has to be you know like I that know, wolverine but, person but brett, yes like that guy whose name shall not be named <laughs> brett brett takes a couple of nasty bumps and yeah he, i don't they're probably like landing on a pillow but he's just so friggin' good that it looks so nasty man like yeah he takes a hip toss over the top to the outside it looks like he busts his face on the side of the apron like that was one of them he takes another big chair shot at at some point too uh, uh no i'm sorry that's not true uh he takes another big shot on the outside of the uh of the ring that looks really nasty but the chair shot that i was talking about was brett delivered it to booker to end it man like he takes a full out baseball swing at this dude as he's taking a you know a suicide dive out the out Mm -hmm. to the outside it was brett for all of the joking and for all of the shtick that i have fun with like he is tremendous in the ring and this it shows in this match and and booker t obviously is no slouch but the two of them in the ring together was extremely entertaining why don't you go first matt i'm curious where you put this I, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be low on this, but it was because I felt like this was the point of the card where I started to dwindle. Like this was my fall off point and I gave it two and a half cans in the cooler. And the reason why was that it didn't keep my full attention. It was Agreed. good action in the ring, but I just wasn't invested in it. I enjoyed what there was the two of them together should be a dream match. Like we talked about like low key, like under the, under the radar, putting these two in the ring together could have been magic and it was short and it just didn't keep my attention. Uh, and I was more or less planning out how I can dig into <laughs> Bret Hart more than anything else. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on you. I'm giving it, I gave it a 2.75 and really it's just for the novelty of seeing these two together in the ring. Because otherwise, it's nothing special, and it should be more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave it a two point seven five. Also, you know, uh, I did notice that maybe the first ever Spinner Rooney. I'm not quite sure, 
No, He's, no, you know, they, were, they talk about it. Though, yeah, right? they were talking about it, and that was part of the selling from Booker T about how he was targeting his legs, and and Bret Hart was, and uh, going through, and he he wasn't doing those breakdance moves as Bobby Heenan calls it, uh, and he wasn't spinning up from from these, and even when he did do the spinner Rooney, he wasn't coming to a full like kneeling uh, part where he where he usually does. So it was like part of the storytelling here, which isn't surprising for for brett and I, I i do have to admit that like just black white and pink gear that he has on is is pretty awesome like if these were chalk lines they would be an instant purchase even from me <laughs> i gave it two and a half as well wow. i i often talk uh i talk about like how i'm legit interested in a lot of these guys that we've watched and watching their earlier portion of their career um especially like outside of wwf um but this is like the opposite for me. I have a hard time watching Brett outside of WWF. It's just it it doesn't resonate with me. It's 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 jarring. It's weird. You're not it's, alone. It's, it's I think it's as weird as seeing like um, the other obvious one is red and yellow Hogan, right? Sure, NWO Hogan's right. like their own thing. They created that. Right. That's fine. But it so it, which leads me to a quick question for you guys: Which would be more jarring to see out of the other two big guys that? never went over there undertaker and Shawn michaels which would be like i i don't know i think almost michaels i think no no way no No way i think michaels would have i think michaels would have figured out a way to fit in he would have fit right next to his boys in the click he would have been part of nwo he would have had a stupid kangle hat on backwards and he would have been (laughs) dancing like sexy boy already does that in the wwe exactly exactly really involving him though it fits right in, and there's no way that Mark Calloway, in any way, shape, or form, yeah. Undertaker, in he any way, shape, or WCW. form, fits into WCW. Yeah, me, no, Mark Callis. Yeah, there's no way that that dude comes back and fits into WCW. Yeah, I'm like, with Matt. Sean immediately fits into NWO because those are his boys. It's the click. It's the curtain call. It's a seamless transition where Undertaker has no place in WCW. None. Good answer. Boom. I like it. <laughs> well said. Uh, all right. Before we move on to the last two matches of this card, we've got to talk about what's in everybody's cooler. Mel- real quick, Meltzer oh, gave sorry. it 2.75 as well. Wow. And wow. he was talking about how the this angle set up Booker T's absence due to arthroscopic knee surgery from a torn meniscus and a second grade tear of his medial collateral ligament. And he should be out of action for four to six weeks. Wow. Wow. What's in the cooler? What's in the cooler? Uh, Extra Cooler Show and What's in the Cooler is brought to you and and sponsored by Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop is known for their hazy and golden IPAs like Juice Bomb and Super Soft. Be on the lookout for more coming from the Extra Cooler Show and our favorite brewery, Sloop. For part two, I leveled up. I've got tequila. Uh, Tequila and club. So, cheers. What do you guys got? I brought back my old style Pilsner, which is that <laughs> Stu Hart Saskatchewan Pilsner. It was the last one. This is from February, I believe. So I finally drank this thing because I felt speed. like, you know, and it's obviously Stu's having some problems. He's caught up on uh, mannequins and Mike Tanay. So <laughs> hopefully he can shake out of it. Michael, work I'm, rate. I have a Miller High Life. Champagne oh, of beers. There we go. Oh. Like the first high life appearance on the show. Yeah, it may Possibly. be. That's it's it, the clear bottle. Like for somebody that's a beer nerd, that like 
I hate green bottles. I hate clear bottles. There's some because it lets too much light in. That's right, why most right. companies have gone to cans because it doesn't let light in. But like, there's something about a Miller High Life in a clear bottle that's just tremendous. Uh, it just fits. It just goes it, down. It's so in the good. summer, especially it just like at a barbecue. Got to be ice cold though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh got to be right. Right out the cooler with ice that's melted a little in a bit. bottle. The, some Can't cold. do the can. Oh yeah. Can't do the totally. can. Totally, man. I I'm gonna have to go find some high life. I don't think my normal beer guy has Cheap too high life in 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 bottles. Is it like a is it like a grocery store score? Grocery, yes, absolutely. yeah, grocery store score for sure. I I went off to my beer guy. I went to go knock on his door. I went inside the cooler. I found oh, it's a got bomb a there. I found a bomb box. Yeah, I've got it in my Yeti. I didn't take the black top <laughs> off of the Yeti, but I have a Citra bomb from Sloop. Our buddies over there, six and a half percenter uh, in their bomb box. Like I said, it's got uh, Montuka. It's got uh, Citra, regular juice bomb, and one more. I'm blowing it. I am blowing it. I'm forgetting the fourth, but Citra is my favorite. So uh, cheers. Galaxy. Guys. I'm glad you That's told it. me that it's That's pronounced it. Montuka. Oh. I've been calling it Motueka all this yeah. time. Yeah. Motueka hops. <laughs> it's even better. So, cheers, fellas. All right, back to the action. We've got a double main event, I think. That's what they're trying to promote That's here. That's twice um, the buffer, baby. Twice the buffer. <laughs> Oh boy. This is like this is no wonder Nick is having problems with this. It's like buffer yeah. Goldberg's here malfunctioning. We've got <laughs> we've got a video package which showcases Goldberg beating Hulk Hogan for the title last Monday on Nitro. It's like such an awful like this company has so much money right now. They're like winning the war, and these are the promos that they're putting out. It's doing. Absolutely, it it makes the whole thing makes no sense. Hogan's talking about something like as they're <laughs> replaying highlights of Goldberg, like facing Scott Hall. I, I don't understand. Is and like was Scott Hall in the red and black at this point? Like what God's name is going on? So so they were talking about how Hogan was sending an NWO brother to right. take out Goldberg, and it was it he was had been Scott absent, Hall, right? I think. Uh, okay. Paul. See, yeah. See, Paul. This is he was black is, and white though. This is why. Mikey but why is he in all red and black? Is earning his zero dollars a week that we pay us on this podcast <laughs> because him coming through with this like WCW history knowledge is very very impressive. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I, I the video package is awful. If you ask me, it, uh, it you're, was. You're it highlighting was. what's supposed to be this monumental moment in this I, company. It, and it's it's just I, I don't know. There's no audio. I mean, there's there's some audio. Well, yeah, but I it's mean, not like anything of value. Goldberg's but <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's nothing the, that's telling any story. Put it that way. The way Hogan reverts back to uh, his his red and red and uh, red and yellow. Right, we were talking pasta mania. Uh, he he can't say ass. He has to say I'm gonna kick Goldberg's. Yeah, there's the pause. But I have it. I have it. Let's play it. Can we play it? I want to play it. There's not much from the second half of this card that's audio worthy, but this this is. I I enjoy it. But the pause. But pause. But 
We watched that live, right? And we cracked yeah. up. And we like laughed so hard. We're like, ah, WCW. I think we watched it in my bedroom. Yeah. In my parents' house. What's even funnier though is like he's got his whole shtick as he like walks to the ring because that's when that happened, and he like enunciates with his oh, body. Yeah. Yes. But he starts. He starts <laughs> yeah. off so hard. <laughs> but like, oh, I'm gonna uh... kick Goldberg's. But. And they gave it away in free TV. Too. Yeah. Right. yeah, 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 on Nitro. So, so here we've got Michael Buffer in the ring, and uh, do you think he or Mean Gene were pissed at the other for stealing the other's jacket? Like they're both wearing the same thing. It could be like, what's that Danny DeVito Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Twins, twins. like twins. the two of them on the cover, like side by side in white jackets. Hey, you're the artist. Get it done, man. Those two were probably out in old San Diego the night yeah. before. I'm sure they probably, like, let's wear the white jackets. Like, that they're probably that was the last step paid. I remember. Yeah. It's <laughs> what Mean Gene said. But no, even Heenan Buffer. makes a comment about it. He goes, how did Buffer get in the suit at Oakland? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> how do you get that suit from Oakland? Like, just so good. Heenan, Heenan is, is so good. So next up, we've got Goldberg facing off against Kurt Henning in the singles match, which we talked about uh, how this was supposed to be. They were supposed to be in a tag team match versus, you know, with Kevin Green and Paul White or Big Show Giant, whatever you want to call him. Um, (laughs) Kurt Henning comes out here. He's got a Goldberg shirt folded up. It's the classic, like, who's next with that dog shit, you know, tattoo (laughs) that he's got on his arm. Um, and he's holding it up and he unfolds it and he said it's like a piece of duct tape and it says Goldberg on it. It's it's good. It's good Kurt Henning. I'll, I'll give you that. It's good Kurt oh, Henning, except the thing that bothers me at this point is now we've heard the NWO black and white music for the 18th time this yeah. card, right? Like, yes. Oh, my yes. God. It's like enough's enough. Uh, right. Agreed. And, but also he's not he doesn't have the trunks fully pulled up. Right. He's got like the both straps down. But these tights. They're the classic Hennig Mr. Perfect tights, right? Like the basic two-color, and it's black and white, which you never saw in WWF. And it's kind of – it's it's a nice little touch on his character, I think. Agreed. He, he looks jacked here too. Yes, like I thought the same thing. He's always been like a like fit dude, but he looks massive here, just like – just jacked yeah man. his like, physique was top notch for and for kurt henning that's probably why he never pulled the straps up because he just looked Couldn't incredible over yeah, See, yeah right? I, think he looks, <laughs> I think he looks like honestly like wwf unhealthy puffy you know like i don't know i think he's it, it, it was like a teetering to me it, he never like looked ripped but to me he looked uh bigger Bigger, yeah, but yeah. not, yeah. but not pudgy like when he comes back to WWF after no, this. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, okay, so before Goldberg comes out, can you guys just look at your phones for a second? Because I, I'm sure. I wonder if we have these people in our notes together. I sent you a picture of the two people in the crowd, and they are <laughs> the most oh, interesting. They I are do. two of the most interesting people. <laughs> They're sitting front row in the corner. They both have like cut off Goldberg shirts on. I wrote Mon Pa Goldberg. <laughs> I, have, I have been wanting to talk about these the Same. entire episode. And so I didn't have know I. where they fit in. This yes. is beautiful. This so, dude's this dude's mullet oh, is it, next level, man. Okay, like, so 
So, okay, let's talk about Kurt Henning. Kurt Henning, at the end of any match, any good match that he wrestles, particularly, let's talk Bret, Bret Hart, SummerSlam 1991, his hair gets dried out and it gets super puffy. So, it looks like he, this guy in the crowd has Kurt Henning hair. Like, it is the biggest, the largest, puffiest mullet I think I have ever seen in my entire life. During the Eddie Guerrero match, Eddie and Chavo go yes. to the outside, and Eddie has a classic mullet in this in 1998, right? And this dude in the front row like flicks his mullet at Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> like, "Look, I have the same hair as you." <laughs> it is it is tremendous. It is absolutely tremendous. There is a time spot for these guys. So if anybody is listening along and wants to see who in the <laughs> we are talking about, go to one hour. 51 minutes and 15 seconds and you are going to see these they look like they could be potentially twins they have yes. the same facial structure like this dude has the biggest he, you know who he looks blonde like mullet. um why can't i think of the guy who plays garth uh um dana, dana carvey dana yeah dana, dana carvey he's got a little dana carvey to his face he, he totally does yeah, but he has he call. has I, and this is going to be super new york he has a little bit of brett gardner head where it like like <laughs> light bulb. balloons yeah. balloons out yeah. it's like a light bulb light shaped bulb head. head uh <laughs> he definitely has that and she just has this little bob haircut but they look the same in this. It's just the gold font Goldberg across their chests. And both of them look so happy that Goldberg <laughs> is about to come to the ring. Like these two are tremendous. And I, I am so thankful that you brought it up and that we can talk about these two knuckleheads. And we've now spoken more about these two than this actual match will last. Unfortunately, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because this match goes three minutes and 50 seconds. And uh, you found a way out of the Goldberg what? match. It might, it might actually be Goldberg's best match because wow. of who no. he's facing. Yeah, yeah. Right I don't know. Bat, I haven't watched many assault. Goldberg matches and given a shit. This one, I was like, how is uh, Kurt Henning not going to be, you know, destroyed? And at one point towards the end, he's getting tossed around, but he like he scoops Goldberg's leg and then starts working Goldberg's knee. And yeah. then, at that moment, is when I loathed Bill Goldberg even more than I did yesterday before I watched this match. Whoa. Because <laughs> Goldberg gets his knee, his his left knee, absolutely destroyed, obliterated, and he completely no-sells the shit out of it, right? He, like, somehow reverses a move that, that Kurt Henning does, and he doesn't hobble, he doesn't do anything on that leg or or ankle, whatever it is, to sell that anything's been done to it. And this guy is the 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 he's awful. He's yeah, he's well, my least favorite wrestler of all time. That Whoa. that is the Goldberg story right there. Like he he's just impenetrable, right? He like, literally gets up happens. And, and and no sells all this work that Kurt Henning did to the leg. Meanwhile, yeah. he's the ultimate warrior, basically, right? He's like the WCW yeah. ultimate warrior. It, it feels you know worse. Yeah, I it think it's worse. worse. I think it's worse. It's a lot of <laughs> yeah. Henning, Henning is selling his ass off for Goldberg. Yeah, yeah Henning does a barrel roll in that first like hit. Yeah. Right? like he goes the shoulder block. He does like a yeah. three sixty. I'm it's, like, yeah. damn, Kurt. This so is here's Dave Henning too. The, like it's not young Henning. Yeah. The ragdoll point that pisses me off is he he gets his leg worked for a while, like a lot, and. He gets up, 
he hits a perfect spear, and then he does that stupid shit where he, like, jumps up and lands <laughs> on both of his legs and goes, and, like, and coughs up a hairball. And, 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 and like, you, can, you wouldn't be able to do that if, if someone just destroyed your knee like that. Goes full snarf. Yeah, yeah. yeah full yeah, yeah. snarf. <laughs> Oh, and then we didn't we didn't even talk about how stupid this guy is that he's backstage headbutting the goddamn locker. All right. If if there's one thing about Goldberg, when he comes out and he does his entrance and he has the big gold belt on, he it looks tremendous. I'll give you that. And all of the fireworks come and he's engulfed in this whatever and he's blowing it out his nose. What about the little scab on his forehead? Because he because he's dingus. headbutting things in the backyard, you dingus. <laughs> Wait, I, I feel like guy. I stumbled into uh, Dave Chappelle's like player haters ball here. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Like any actual any actual wrestling fan can't walk away and say that they like Gil- Bill Goldberg. We are forty seven minutes into the second episode of Bash at the Beach. Here, we went over an hour in the first one. So that's what two hours worth of content, and we are finally on the same page for the very first time. Bill Goldberg is bringing us together. This is this Bring is us tremendous. back together, brother. <laughs> I just hate this guy. I hate him. Get him off my TV. Get him off my screen. Get him off anything. All right, what's your cans in the cooler then? Zero. <laughs> no, you know why? Respectfully, because Kurt Henning is involved in this match. I I gave it one can in the cooler. Because as I said earlier, I can't give it lower than the main event. Yeah, I give it one and a half just because of Kurt. Honestly, he sold his ass off for Goldberg. He, he looked good doing it. And yeah, one and a half. All I, gave Kurt. It, I gave it a two. It's a, I don't know. It's a title It was match. short. Mr. Yeah. Pr- I, like, I didn't even know, like, when I turned this pay-per-view on, honestly, I didn't even know. Like, I was like, wow, Kurt Henning versus Goldberg for the title? Like, that's kind of cool on paper. Right. right. It sounds good. And Mr. Perfect is here, and he's, you know, in a match. So I don't know. But I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm not a Goldberg guy whatsoever. So this is garbage. I, I gave it to Hennig sells the spear perfectly. Dash, of course, is what my note said. So Meltzer gave it one, and he, he pointed out something that I noticed as well. I had it in my notes, and we didn't talk about it earlier. But when Goldberg comes out, they are absolutely pumping the Goldberg chance in. So to, to quote Meltzer from the, from the newsletter, when they showed a big crowd shot while piping in the chant, the, the Goldberg, you can again see that nobody was chanting the name. It was exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> so even, even during 1998, Meltzer gets that Goldberg is a joke. So hey, well, it's, this it's is another reason why I hated him. This it's is not, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, there was. I was going to say there's one other thing here. He comes in at 111 and 0, and he is announced as the W. Uh, excuse me. He is announced as the NWO yeah. WCW Heavyweight Champion of the World. Like I didn't remember that they announced the titles that way as the like joint brand. Like I knew it got like billing that way, but I never realized that they labeled the championship that way that as well, which I thought was crazy. That was a bad idea on their part. So here's another question I have for you about Bill Goldberg. Uh What went through WCW's head, right? When they said, when they saw this guy, and we can have a long conversation about this, but this is what always pissed me off about him and the booking in WCW, right? Stone Cold is red hot 
He's bald. He's got a goddamn goatee. He wears black trunks. He wears black boots. He wears all black. You're going to let this guy come in and say, hey, you're bald. You got a goatee. That's cool. Hey, maybe wear some red trunks. Why not? Maybe wear some white trunks. Maybe let's put a logo on your ass. I don't know. Something. Like, to me, it's just lazy. It's, I don't know, from what do you mean? like an aesthetic. What do you mean? He had a tribal tattoo. That was That's logo. true. He did. He, he and every other the- guy had. He had that that tribal tattoo on his ass for a little while. Yeah, but that's but after you're the, right. all this. You're, it's just you're lazy. totally right. It, Sorry, it, I just don't. This, I really don't appreciate or like anything this man did for the business. This is this is you know us looking at it through WWE lens, but like yes. it definitely it definitely felt that way for sure. And there were people that you would show them pictures of Goldberg and they would say, Oh yeah, they're stone cold. Like right. it, it was like a shtick. It was a joke at that point. So I totally get, I totally get it. And I think that we're just all stalling here. Cause we don't want to talk about the main yeah. because we've talked about all Goldberg right. for Wait, a hold on, one more time. Quick, on that note. You know, what's really funny. I was just on vacation with my wife's family and her brother my wife has a picture with Goldberg in 1998 from like somewhere in Florida at a department store. I don't know, Sears or something. Um, but her brother's like, Oh yeah. I went to some photo thing with a wrestler. I think it was like Goldberg. I was like, I mean, I'm, he's like, I think it was stone cold. I'm like, no it was Goldberg. <laughs> it was the other bald guy with the goatee. Uh, <laughs> so, to your point, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have now talked and name dropped in, in these two episodes. We have name dropped <laughs> Macy's, JC Penny, you just got Sears. We mentioned very northeastern Caldor and f- even more northeastern James Way. So we've got five. five I threw pergaments in there. Pergaments. Now we've got six measure. pergaments. And I, <laughs> I should say, Stu was actually supposed to talk about Giant Tiger before, which is a Canadian um, <laughs> department store in Alberta, Canada. But he he dropped the ball. He's you know Stu how Stu gets sometimes. All right, so we are real quick, real quick. Better undefeated streak: Goldberg or Tatanka? Tatanka, <laughs> easily. Oh man, <laughs> that is what the tavern would call fed brain. <laughs> oh god, it's okay. It's okay, guys. It's gonna be all right. We got we got our main event here. We've got. It gonna it's not gonna right? be all right. No. We have the main event. Okay, so us. we haven't we haven't spoken about this, and I I actually lost track of it in my notes. I think I had it in last episodes, and I didn't bring it up. Uh, they talked heavily about this in the first, um, like in the in the intro of this pay per view, how uh, there's so much media there, and I felt like the calls on every one of these matches were super dumbed down, right? Like they almost, it was actually probably the smartest thing they did, but watching back, it was extremely obnoxious because I felt like they were talking to the crowd as if they knew a lot of non wrestling fans were watching. Um, Every move felt dumbed down. Every like play by play felt super like saturated. It, It just, I don't know. It, it was like they were trying to make a bigger deal out of this event than looking back at it played off. I, I don't know. That's just me. Probably because of the people. history of Hogan t- uh, turning yeah. a couple of years ago. Or yeah, no, but they... not only that, like the fact that they have like these two guys who are yeah. just in the NBA finals together well, in, yeah, in their main event. Hey, Carl Malone's going to be on the pay-per-view. Let's buy yeah, it. Right. He's fighting the whole Hogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know so how many got... people did that, but... 
We've got we are two hours into this pay per view and we've got our main event and it's Hollywood Hogan and Dennis Rodman with the disciple facing off against Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone. I've talked about how much WCW does a piss poor job of their video packages. It's the worst one. But this one is the worst one on the card. It is literally just music dubbed over highlights of like these guys and they're there's like no feud or no, no voiceover. There's yeah, no voiceover. voiceover. Like, can you imagine this in WWF? Oh like, my god! It's saying, you know what? Don't say anything. Just let it go silent. No, no JR or anything. Right. Like, nope. Like I said before, just, WWF just had just Tyson photos. and Austin. Tyson and Austin. Tyson and Austin. Like, do something here. Jeez. It's, yeah, it's bad. Photos, photos and, and yeah. videos and and music. Like, Someone made it on trash. like some shitty like like. I, I don't even know what program was being used in 1998 on PCs back then, but it, it was not good. Not good at all. So this is all like a publicity stunt, this match. Uh, Rodman and Malone, like I said, were at the top of the NBA. They, they were just in the finals. They squared off in the finals um, the previous two seasons. Yeah. Um, it was all purely coincidence that this all and- happened. The two of them play the same position too. Yes, so like exactly. they were for those of you that aren't NBA fans, like in nineteen ninety eight, the Bulls played the Jazz in the finals and the two of them are literally facing off on the court and then they brought it to the ring. Like it's it's genius and... when you really think about it that they could pull this off. Because Malone is obviously a W uh, is is obviously a wrestling fan and and Rodzilla is just perfect fitting with Hogan. And on top of that, another layer, like outside of wrestling, like I I can remember watching, Mike said I was a Bulls fan. I watched this very closely and these two couldn't be more polar opposites. Like, yes, Carl Malone is the kind of basketball player that your father would tell you as a kid, like, watch that guy and be like that guy in any sport you play. Like, you know, no matter what sport you play, act the way that Carl Malone acts like. He was just like a classy guy. like White meat baby face. That's what you call that. White meat baby face. You know what I'm saying. No, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, but he's dealing with a lawsuit. You guys can look that up online after later. (laughs) Yes. I'm very uh, (laughs) sordid things here. Yes. But. I know, but at the time. Did not know at the time, yeah. He's the mailman. He's the mailman. He's the mailman. And he looks he looks incredible, by the way. He looks like a wrestler. He's like what about those purple pants? That's awesome. That's the best part, is that he comes out with in matching gear uh, of DDP. But before we get there, uh we're not gonna even talk about Michael Buffer too much. That I already mentioned his name, and that's enough for me. No, for for what it's worth, they Michael Buffer actually sells this match in a tremendous way. And I don't care. I am going to hit play on this because I think he does that good of a job. And he immediately made, I sat there and yes, I'm, I'm looking like a complete psychopath right now because I'm saying what I'm saying, but the way that he sold this match, it took it from, am I really going to watch this to, Oh man, maybe I'm going to really watch this. So I'm, I'm just going to hit play. I'm just going to hit play. And, and I will take the heat afterwards. Ladies and gentlemen from the bash at the beach, this is the final match of the evening. A tag team match like no other in the history of professional wrestling. A tag team match bigger than any title, trophy, 
or championship belt. <laughs> this is the kind of match, though, that Michael Buffer is appropriate for. 100%. He ties in. It's bigger than any trophy. He's bringing in the NBA. It's bigger than any title. It's bigger than any championship belt. Like, this dude actually sells this match. Like, oh, shit, this is a big deal. All right, cool. I'm actually going to watch what's going to go on. Like, and... I, I knew the dog shit that I was going to inevitably step in and have to clean my shoe off into the, into the, uh, <laughs> it, with the sink for like the next 40 minutes. But in the moment, he did a good job. And I have to, is that how long this match was? Yeah, maybe yeah. it feels that way. That's do you think Buffer, sure. Do you think Buffer watches the matches after he like sells them? And he's oh like, no, this wow. dude's done. He's, he's out, out of there. Right? Out. Yeah. Oh care. my God. He's yeah. out of there. There is. Okay. So, they get in the ring, right? They all four men get in the ring. Shirts are off except for Rodzilla, who somehow <laughs> manages to wear his bandana for the entire match. Um, Wait, where I thought one, he was going to wear sorry. his glasses the entire match. One second. Buffer also says, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. <laughs> Buffer says that Malone and DDP arrive with no affiliation or organization. And do you think John Stockton's got like a tear rolling down? His <laughs> <laughs> he hears that. He, he, they, they drop Stockton. Like they the do. announcers do talk yep. about Stockton at one point, but like they bury him. <laughs> they, okay, so they get in the ring and it's 207 on the timestamp. I don't think they have any real like dominance in their move set, like from one side or the other, until another like 11 minutes later. The crowd is. Mm-hmm. is red hot like actually i'm sorry they're not red hot they are pissed they they are chanting boring at multiple times throughout this match which understandably it is and then one of the things i read there's a rumor that hogan uh called that they should wrap things up seven minutes early and that the match was supposed to go like things were supposed to go a full another seven minutes whoa god whoa there has never been a more appropriate time for this. <laughs> I, I just, I, I couldn't, I can't Wait. believe seven extra minutes. <laughs> can can seven. we just second Kelsey Grammer in as many episodes? <laughs> well done. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so this match, okay. As, if you couldn't tell already, none of us really have anything positive to say about this match. Right, this match goes 23 Hell minutes no. and 47 seconds, okay? And I'm going to make this match... This match somehow managed to get worse by the way that it ended, right? Oh, you've easily. got Diamond Dallas Page in the match. You've got Hulk Hogan. You've got Carl Malone. You've got Dennis Rodman. And somehow, Brutus, the fucking barber beefcake, <laughs> is the wow. one who decides the match... <laughs> Is that the first Nick F bomb on the entire show? Yes. <laughs> it may be the first F bomb that's not Jim. <laughs> Sorry. Nick, did, wow, yeah. Brutus. <laughs> he, Brutus Beefcake decided the ending of this match. Wait, you're talking about the same guy we saw in a Mayapack gymnasium less than a year later or a year later? Yes. What the a I, year later? I was I I, I on it. Uh, it was probably ninety nine two thousand. Yeah. So so hold on, time out, time out. We're we're ti- I'm I'm Zach Morrising this time out. <laughs> 
he he does he he is not recognizable as Brutus no, the Barber no, Beefcake in 1998. The but you're fast forwarding a year later, and you are seeing this man in a high school gymnasium in Upper Westchester, New York, yes. where dressed as dude, the barber, just yeah, dressed Carmel. as the barber. What is yeah. it Carmel? Carmel? Is it is it Putnam County? Regardless, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's no just red and he was red and yellow. Bruce Barber Beefcake. I I've seen still the have the picture on my court. WrestleMania Nine Beefcake. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's post, tremendous. Uh, like the in the moment did. in 1998, I had no idea that was Brutus. Agreed. One hundred percent. Zero. Zero even, idea. Even I went back and I googled the disciple, like just to do a deep dive on him. First of all, it's the best that that uh, whatever Ed Les is it Ed Leslie Leslie yeah, Ed, Leslie. Ed Leslie. It's it's got to be the best physique he's ever been, like best physical shape I mean, he's ever been. He's in. got the he had to have had a needle in his ass at this point. <laughs> he, oh, he's cut. He's absolutely cut. You know, but it's anyway, a lot but, that you but, saved your f bomb after all these years, <laughs> and you even went through a Goldberg segment. And you didn't even do an f bomb there. You saved it for Brutus Beefcake. Wow, <laughs> we buried the shit out of that guy. <laughs> I, you're like, I, it was just a hit player hater's ball, and then like nuclear holocaust on Brutus. <laughs> Brutus Beefcake ended this match. Like, let's like the main it, event. Yes, the yes. main event. The buffer he, set is more important than any championship belt or NBA Finals or whatever the hell he said. It's it's absolutely it's awful. Disciple and and then he's like late, right? He like almost <laughs> misses his spot, and he takes forever to roll in the ring. Hits Page with what is supposed to be his finishing move. The I'm stunner. assuming. Um, and Hogan then covers Page, picks up the win after 23 minutes and 47 Ooh, seconds. Diamond cutter, folks. Not the stunner. No, I'm reading. No, I, I, in one of my stunner. No, I Googled it. It's called the Jawbreaker. <laughs> the Disciples like the move is oh, called the oh, Jawbreaker. Oh, he has his own? Yes. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, Hogan and Rodman are the winners. After the match, Malone hits the disciple with another diamond cutter and tells the referee to raise Malone. Malone wants his hand raised. Charles Robinson refuses. Malone then hits him with a diamond cutter. Like, <laughs> like Carl Malone is trying to be Stone Cold Steve Austin right here. Yeah, I think like, you see your dad wants you to be like this guy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so much for that. Thing, right? yeah, Hogan and Rodman walk. cutter everybody tomorrow. Uh, so then here's where just like none of this ending. I was just like, please just end. Just go off. Give me the copyright in the bottom corner. And no, we get Hogan and Rodman walk up the aisle. They're joined by the rest of the, the white and black NWO. And uh, Paige and Malone looked at, like pissed off in the ring, so they decide to climb up through the crowd. And uh, show goes off as NWO's music is playing for oh, like so five weird. minutes. Malone and DDP are in the crowd doing like the diamond cutter like hand gestures. It and they look happy. It makes no sense whatsoever. That's what I thought was the weirdest is that those two are celebrating, right? Because like they kick everybody's ass. They got the squall. Whatever happened, like they they lost bogusly, right? So, but they still whip everybody's ass at the end. And usually they play the faces. Yes, in that instance, right? Yes. I had the same notes. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, but it's just Hoganology one hundred and one. Like, yep. no, play my music, brother. It's awful. Hogan's in the aisle, and he's he's calling him phony Maloney, and he's doing, like, walk oh, like an Egyptian geez. movements. What is what? that? What? 
And the, the NWO, uh, NWO music stops, and he's still walking like an Egyptian down the aisle yeah. with zero music. It was it so N- uncomfortable just to watch N- these two. W-O. <laughs> yeah, it starts over again. But there's like a serious like 10-second cut where there's nothing playing. It was a shit show, man. Like there's Ugly. there's nothing nothing less than a shit show, and the fact that this went like just yeah. just the match because Wikipedia Wikipedia shows it as twenty three minutes and forty seven seconds, but I'm convinced that that just means bell to bell. Like all of the yes. all of the yes, that is. before it, all of the Gaga after it. It ha- it had to have been an hour long of this two and a half hour pay per view. How long it's, was yeah. it? Forty it, minutes. It, two it, hours it, and forty it, minutes. It, it yeah. was. I, Actually, unbelievable. The last thing I watched was the entire last segment, and it's forty minutes total, which is a lot. I, I seriously started out with this, and I was taking my normal amount of notes, and I'm a bulleted list guy. So, like this list was going on, I'm like trying to like, all right, cool. Like this happened, then this happened, then this happened. I try to follow along with Nick just in case something bad happens. I can pick up where he left off, but like. I'm sitting here and I'm going, these notes are meaningless. They're absolutely yeah. meaningless. Yeah. And throughout of all of this, nothing happens. There is nothing of consequence nothing. that happens throughout this entire match. Hogan misses a leg drop and Meltzer goes, Hogan misses perhaps the single most pathetic leg drop of his entire career on Malone. <laughs> like that is the level of match that this is, that Dave Meltzer is even sitting here going, this it's, is it's, shit. It's They're awful. just taunting for like 15 minutes. Yeah, this is yeah. not even doing moves. I think Rodman this is, in particular is really terrible. Like everyone yeah. involved in this, it deserves like hell. But like Rodman, although he sells some moves at the end, but like yeah, he's like more concerned about keeping his t-shirt looking good and his, like, yeah. you know his yeah. hair and, and keeping that the Rodzilla. bandana on his head. Rodzilla that shirt, Rodzilla money is cool. pretty mage. Yeah. It's pretty mage. Ted could probably get a grand for it if he yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like. There is a really nasty spot though where Rodman is obviously like misses the misses the spot completely. Uh, he goes for a double leapfrog, and then there's something else that's supposed to happen, but it looks like DDP and Rodman like clash heads, like the two of them just smack God. each other, and they both fall down into the corner. Like it was ugly on top of it being just bad. Uh, I, yeah, it's not. I, I don't even know where to go from this, and like, I I didn't even give it a rating. I just wrote negative cans in the cooler. I, like, yeah. this is yeah. at the end of the night where you're cleaning up. You're the like you and Jim are the last inevitable two awake at the end of the night because Jim <laughs> never sleeps, and you're the ones that are cleaning up all of the fallen soldiers that Mike has taken one sip out of and put it down. Like, you're <laughs> dumping all of these into the sink at the end of the night. That is the feeling of watching this match to me. Wow, that's really good uh, rating. Mine is very similar to that rating. Mine is the um, once I don't know at some party once you know you you go to grab your beer. I did, but I grabbed the beer. It wasn't my beer. It was the, oh, no. the can it was with the, the cigarette butt. butts in it. Oh, oh yeah. And I, just, <laughs> yeah. I took a sip, and my body just revolted and like upchucked yep. everywhere. That's this match. Upchucked. Yeah. Perfect word. Yeah. Up all the collective love- beer pong cups. But my favorite thing about it though is like someone in the beginning of the match with or without sign. cubes. Wow. <laughs> that was, you, you don't even need him at that point it's bad enough but someone has a sign that says the mailman will deliver this Sunday because famously Scotty Pippen talked trash to Carmelo at the free throw line yes. right at the 
in yes, some yep. pivotal game in the NBA Finals and said, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays, which is the, the greatest pride trash talk of all oh, time. Oh, easily. So and, good. And Malone loses again here. He pisses his pants <laughs> one more time. That's poor. I don't want to say poor Carl Malone because, you know. But, yeah, yeah that's, this... yeah, cigarette butts in a can. That's what this is. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Mike, what do you got? I mean, what else can you say that hasn't been said? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's awful. Disgusting. Beer Would you give it anything over a zero? Do I? Yeah, is Do there I any redeeming over Is there anything redeeming from this? Absolutely not. No. It's no. dirty dishwater. How about yeah. Diamond Dallas Page? Why doesn't Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page get the hate that Shawn Michaels high pants uh SummerSlam? Yeah, right? <laughs> He's an yeah. everyday man, that's why. Okay, that's his yeah. that's his regular look. Yeah. Okay. All right. You almost feel so, bad for DDP having to be He's like a common match. man, like like Dusty. Yeah, DDP oh, is man. is does not deserve this. I don't think Hogan no. does. Hogan deserves Hogan this. definitely does. This is zero cans in the cooler, and I think okay. So you guys were dogging on me these last two episodes, especially last week. I think this match. My problem was when I looked at the card and when I set up our documents, I put all the matches in and I looked at this and I saw that it was near 25 minutes long. And I I just, from the second I turned on this pay-per-view, I had a hard time getting into it knowing that this thing loomed, that this shit show loomed at the end, a 25-minute match of these four guys. Don't watch and, it. Have mercy yeah. on your soul if you watch it. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so, so this... I, I, we're gonna rate the entire card, I imagine. But yes, this, that's where I was if, going with it. This if match, you I mean. separate, if you separate, yes, don't watch this match. Just, just strike it from your memory. Like there's nothing yeah, redeemable about this whatsoever. But if you separate this match as it's 45 minutes of 2:45, so if you take the first two hours of this, it was really enjoyable. The last 45 minutes is just erodes whatever they did before this, yeah. and it is pathetic it's pathetic so who wants to give it the whole give the whole event because we all collectively give this final match zero cans of cooler nobody gives it any positive cans no, right zero okay and dave Meltzer gave it a negative 1.25 so i love that i'm dude. also gonna he say like completely swings the other way on this i'm gonna negative 1.25 i'm gonna put this out there like i know we have said one of us what here and there the have said 0.25 is, negative I know that one of us has thrown it out there that that uh, you know this match so and so is is zero cans in the cooler, but collectively this probably is the first match we've all collectively given zero cans in the cooler to. I, I, and it's I, a main event. And it's the a match main with event. Al Snow and Head is like <laughs> Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker compared to this. Yes. Head and shoulders. Yes. The, so the head had shoulders. Yeah, that match. So so this match, this pay per view, nineteen ninety nine. Who wants to give it their cans in the cooler? And go first. I'll go. Well, go. Well, go ahead. You want to go? I was. I had a little bit more Meltzer here before we okay. before we move on. He brought up a really interesting point about how they announce these guys. So Rodman claims to be six six, and Hogan is a few inches shorter than him. But Michael Buffer calls him calls Hogan six foot seven. Then Rodman is said to be six foot eight. Mike Tenay uh, then talked about how Rodman led the NBA in in rebounds, even though he's only six foot six. So like none of this matched up. Uh, 
that he also talked about how Carmelo's sister passed away just a few days before this match, which garnered some like public publicity here. Uh, and there were questions whether or not this match would even take place, but Malone still went out there and, and did what he did. Um, but there was something really telling about this, and I'm going to stumble my way through it as I normally do when I quote things. But the best thing I can say about Malone is he was better than a lot of beginners I've seen in their first match who have had who had, had more training. But I've seen beginners with a lot of better for his age and hell even for any age uh he was a hell of a lot uh excuse me he has a hell of a uh, I told you I'd stumble through it. He has a hell of a physique. As for Rodman, I think it's wonderful that wrestling is such a great business that a guy can score that much money and stink the joint out and still have people begging for him to do it again at the end uh, because the immediate attention, which turns into ticket sales. Uh, And when it comes to wrestling, as good or as bad as it gets, the bottom line really is economics. So, like, he was saying that Malone was really good. He overperformed. Rodman was a friggin' joke. And it was hilarious that this business is built on ticket sales because they all want him to do it again. And I'm sorry I screwed it up trying to read three beers in. So I No, but that makes sense. That's wrestling in a nutshell. Like, yep, they got it. Is. Yeah. yeah. They can, can and I thought it, it was really, really telling. Rodman uh, the ticket I, magnet. I got some housekeeping real quick. Uh, so I just checked Wikipedia, and both Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman are listed as six foot seven inches. Mm. Wow! Yeah. All right, all right. Buffer. But I, I always I always remember Hogan being six foot eight, like being billed yeah as six foot right. eight. Like it just stands out in my head pounds. from like yeah three hundred and three pounds, six right. foot eight, three hundred and three pounds. Like that is drilled into your head as a mean yeah. from. From Mean Gene, man, like it's incredible that Jim just pulled that right off the top of head. But it's true, it's true. Like that's what is ingrained in your brain as a Hulkamaniac from the 1980s and the early 90s. Like that's all you can think of. And here it is with Rodman, who's six foot six, and then Buffer calls him six seven. Like all of the numbers, none of them match up. And Karl Malone looks taller than all of them, and he's billed as what six nine, like an yeah. inch taller. Like it, none of it matches. It's really, really interesting, really funny, and truly. Uh, uh, microcosm for wrestling (laughs) so okay so let's give this entire event 1998 bash and the beach (laughs) (laughs) uh ratings bash bash at the beach 1998 beauty and the beast beauty and the beast who wants to give it a rating first because i have mine in my head Um, yeah me too beauty and the beast it's it that's that's what it is to me it i want to give it three cans in the cooler i want to give it even more but with the way that it ends in the beast at the end of the card uh, i'm going two and a half and i think that it's entertaining for the first two hours and then just hit stop just 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 shut it off go away leave the nba guys to themselves in the corner and just let them rot in their own little part of history mike you wanted to go yeah go Oh, all right. Thanks. I give it two. A flat two cans in the cooler. Um, you know, the the ending match just erodes a lot of it. But, you know, Kevin Green, he's just so good. <laughs> <laughs> so got a bright future in wrestling. He, he did. 
It's the final match. <laughs> I don't know what happened. The ring, but... <laughs> guess, so I guess he did. Yeah. Jim, what do you got? I'm gonna. I you know I get the two point five, but I'm gonna give it the bump at point five because Nick finally told us what he thinks about Bruce the uh, um, Barber Beefcake. <laughs> I, I give it a three. No, this is this was. I was so pleasantly surprised by the front half of this card, and I think it's more than just the front half. It like trickles down the whole card, but it's diminishing returns, and then the end just falls off a friggin' cliff. So. Three. It's funny that you give it a three because I feel like you and I are the ones who tend to agree the most on our ratings. And you're I off give, on this one. I, I am. I'm very off. I and I again. I that could be my own personal way of doing this homework, not to make excuses, but you know, we we assigned this, and I watched the first half. You know, early June uh, as the school year was dwindling down, and I picked it up later. I can't get past one and a half cans in the cooler. I don't find many redeeming qualities Nor to this. You. I would not. I would not honestly, and I'm saying this with honesty. I think there's so much good wrestling out there that I would have a hard time saying to anybody, "You gotta go watch this <laughs> from Bash in the Beach." There's nothing on this card. That is must watch. There's nothing on this card that is like you should really watch this match or you should really watch this I part of this match. Would rather take a shit than watch that Hogan match again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but forget about the Hogan match. Like Matt said, remove that. I and I'm I'm just being honest. Like I there was nothing that I found overly enjoyable. There was a few little like nostalgia points, but other than that, I can't go higher than a can and a half. That's, wow, that's, I, that's I think that's a hot take, honestly. But I, I think, I think his his WCW hate is showing. But no, but his, no, but wait, way, you can't keep no, no, putting no, 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 wait, because... wait, 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 wait. But, but I respect everything you just said, and it's spot on. Thank you. It's spot on. <laughs> there is no redeeming qualities to this. Like there, in the way that you said it, that there's so much more wrestling that you should be watching, and this. This does not fit that bill. It's Even though it. there were parts of this card that I thoroughly enjoyed, I really, yes. I really liked watching Eddie Guerrero. I really liked watching Jericho again. Like I, I really enjoyed parts of this. And Raven and and Saturn to me was still top tier. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that match. I'm standing by my four cans in the cooler. <laughs> but like one and a half is respectable for the way that you broke it down as much hate as I gave you throughout this. And as much as we butted heads and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, come on. He's like, he's like the emperor from star Wars. If the emperor from star Wars hated WCW, like main shtick, like, yes. (laughs) But when you think about those guys, like there's nothing that those guys did in any of those matches that makes you say like, I would watch, you've got to go see it. I would watch Saturn versus Raven again. I would, I would. watch that. Maybe then, yeah, whatever. and Jericho. For me, Jericho and mm-hmm. and Ray. Jericho's but, funny, I think. Yeah, yeah. even because even, of the the before match stuff. Yeah, the soft. How do, how do you how do you say it, Jim? When it's just that match by itself, how did you word it so perfectly that I can't think of in a vacuum? vacuum. If you watch, even if you watch Kidman and Hoovy in a vacuum, like that was a great match. That was entertaining. Yeah. There are entertaining pieces of it, but if yeah. you sit down and just be like, "All right, I'm going to fall asleep to Bash at the Beach," Bash That's exactly in the beach. what you're going to do. You said in Bash in I the said beach. In. Uh, yeah, no, you said in again. I head. caught myself. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you like hearing the, w- the NWO black and white music over and over and over, again. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna I mean, dream of NWO. That's, that's uh, WCW 1998, though, right? Like, 
Thunder was like that. Right. Nitro was oh. like that. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. But there's, if you were to put this on as like, Hey, let's just watch this in the background there. You would not pay attention to a second of it. Cause it's nothing is engaging. Th- think about, we just recapped it and talked about so many guys. We didn't even mention or even t- say the name Bret Hart or Booker T like, and we just spoke about them 45 minutes ago. Oh, like, that, yeah. you know, Black it's Hart, a shame. That like, we, stand out. No, you're talking about Bret Hart hopping on the Titanic right now. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's just not, I don't know. It, it didn't do anything for me. You're not wrong. It's yeah, fair. And I'm not trying to sell anybody. I'm just oh. uh, that's that's my one and a half. Yeah. Ready? What? One more time. One more time for good measure. That's <laughs> how we felt about Carl Malone. Jim warned us. Jim, Jim warned us. <laughs> all right. Well, regardless, what always talking about these stupid pay-per-views always makes me enjoy it a little bit more, uh, whether we're busting each other's chops or, or just actually enjoying some of the wrestling. Um, so don't go back and watch WCW Bash in the Beach or Bash in the Beach uh, 1998. Uh, I think it's but... the Bash in the Beach. <laughs> yeah, the Bash. <laughs> but next week we are covering the start of ECW Heat Wave 1998. I'm really looking forward to this. Even like without looking at the card and who's on the card, th- there's just something about ECW at this time and what interests me about it. And, and, as, long, and it's it's actually, as long as Beefcake doesn't show up, we're good. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Yeah. Nick's Nick's only going to give 3.5 and better over the next two weeks. <laughs> Easily. To every match. <laughs> Wait, every so match. Nick's going to give that Val Venus match at SummerSlam 98 5, 5. <laughs> 5 stars. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Seven cans in the cooler in the uh, in the in the summer in the SummerSlam dome. Well, Sean Morley is the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> Sting couldn't hold his jock strap on the. <laughs> all right, as usual, you can find us on Instagram. Come into our Discord and talk about all things happening in WWE, AEW, and all over the wrestling world. Uh, cheers, everybody! Hope you're having a good summer. Uh, we'll see you next week. Anybody? Nobody's got anything? Bye. Just dead air. Just dead air. Hey. All right. See ya. Bruce, the fucking barber beefcake. (laughs) Perfect. Nobody eats beefaroni on a boat, man. That's a problem. (laughs) Right. So, uh, right. So, uh, what's in the cooler? Oh, just blew my mind. (laughs) The rhino, the rhino's on ya. Extra credit. Port, 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 port side heater. Extra credit. Nasty boys. Nasty boys.